0: So I went to him and said, how about if we do this? I'm going to find the property. I'm going to do all the work and I'll pay you a grant, uh, $3,000 to hold it for a day. So I went to the courthouse steps, bought it and used his money. And then the very next day did a traditional close on a hundred percent USDA loan. So I was able to buy a, I think I paid like $70,000 for that property, a hundred percent Financing, and then ended up selling for a little under 140. So that was kind of my first deal. So how it was much like, did you make on that first deal? About 40 or 50 thousand.
1: Okay, we're back with the Investor show. We're talking about how you can make one to ten thousand dollars a month with your own Airbnb and home sharing management company. And I got four guests here, um, pretty much all with the letter B. Brian Braden, Brad, and Zach and me. And combined here, uh, these four have done over 5.5 million in the last 24 months. So I want to bring people on that actually are doing it. And uh, I just closed a real estate. I've been doing a ton of real estate deals. I just closed one literally uh, 30 minutes before we started here. So... 30 acres. I do more raw land development, so I just bought 30 acres down south. We're here in New York. Central Park's behind us. We just lost the uh, the sun went down. You could see, but it's cool. All right. You were doing a case study, Brian, on one. Is it one of your students? No, well, my first listen. Well, okay, your first listen. Let's just talk about it real quick, and then I'm going to give some money away what tell me about it how did it work first let's start with the big picture overview how much does it make you now how much did you put into it
2: well, I first uh, apartment hacked my own place. So I took my room and listed it on Airbnb. Okay. And I basically lived for free.
1: How much did, how much was the, how much did you make?
2: Rent was $2,000 a month. Yep. Utilities was like two or 300 a month. So I made well over that, about $2,500 a month. So I was, I was pocketing on the own, on the unit that I lived in. So that was on the room. Was and it that, a two bedroom? It was a two bedroom. Okay. Yep. And then I went out and got a one bedroom standalone rental. Convince the owner to let me lease it and then list it. Okay. That one was $1,800, $2,100 all in. My first month, I made $1,600 net. net, Okay. Net $1,600 and then a $20,000 for the year. So my first listing was $20,000 for the year. So you got one property making you about $1,500 a month and then. Living for free,
1: what I got. So, yeah. Plus playing. And that's just the start. Now you have 12 properties. You had one. Your best one now in in Scottsdale. You don't even live in Scottsville, no, no. Arizona. I live on the East Coast. And it makes you $150,000 a year. Yeah. Net. No, Cool. So let me take, are you going to bring the comment yeah. little thing? Um, so let, let's talk about this case study. I'm going to always play devil's advocate because there's a lot of critics in the world. Of course. Okay. First one is there's this comedian I love named Sebastian. You guys, that, you see Zach, Sebastian's playing at uh, Madison Square Garden. We yeah. should go see. Anyway, he says, what is wrong with people? They have Airbnb. Like, you want to let weird people into your house? Did you have a screening method so that you didn't get wake up with a meth head with a knife over
2: your <laughs> I had a couple of weirdos, so you know it's not for everybody to let somebody in your own home. But hey, but it. a lot of people do it but for free I mean, rent. You can, you can do it, you know, and uh, you know you got a couple of good rooms here. We could no, not here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this place got six bedrooms and seven baths, but work. That's a lot in New York, um, but I w- you would not be able to pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Abdu Dowdy. Abdu, you got the best name ever. Abdal Dauda. Abdal Dauda. Hey, on Instagram, you see this woman, this girl who has the longest name in the world. Remember that, Zach? YouTube's fun. This girl mar- named her daughter, I think it's something like 300 names. <laughs> And she was on the Oprah show. Oprah goes... Why did you do that? It's running over. It's not even a regular question. It's like, what's wrong? She's like, I wanted my daughter to be in the Guinness Book of World Records, and she could say her own name. Anyway, Abdoudada. All right, let's give away some money while we. I'm gonna do more case studies. We're training you. This is uh, this is kind of a preview of this new launch that I'm doing. Uh, a new program. Two years ago, I launched the SMMA program. Made ton of people millionaires, and and it's you were in the SMMA. It was yes, you were in SMMA. You, you were in us three out of four here were in my SMMA program. And, um, yeah, it's been... Somebody said that Zach guy keeps the same pose and face since the beginning. Zach, you got to give <laughs> us some expression. <laughs> so <laughs> All right, let's give away $100. bucks. we are going to be doing... We're giving away $1,000 to the winner today and then chance at 10000 Friday. Who could... Be helped watching this by stack of 10,000 cent you on PayPal. Not literally. You'll have to take it, deposit in your bank account. But uh, who has the best business idea, specific idea to share with the community? Don't worry. I'm not going to steal your idea. I've been doing this investor show for over a year and a half and I haven't done launched one of the businesses that won or anybody's idea. Anyway, the idea is to share this with other people. I'll invest in you guys so that you can start, you know, you can start your own program. Okay. All right. You can start your own business. What is the best business idea? we got to pick throughout the show. we got to pick four to nominate. Then I'm going to put on my Instagram live and you can, uh, sorry, my Instagram story, where you can vote. Somebody said Uber for prostitutes. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> we got four we, we, we have five investors here.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. So we're doing the what should we put on Instagram for the vote? Someone says is this actually legit 24 hour movie theater that premieres a movie at midnight. Protein shakes for meals. Need to be more specific. Back handle moisturizer. <laughs> Help to stop smoking. <laughs> vegan fast food. All right, hey. vegan fast food. Jeff Perry, uh, let me take a picture of this. Can you grab that comment? Do you see it? Jeff Perry? On Facebook? YouTube. Jeff Perry, YouTube. You're nominated. Everybody give that a thumb. I we have know. to have unanimous, that. unanimous, uh, okay, unanimous. <laughs> here it is right here. You can scroll up. Do you- yeah, I got it. Okay, so we've got nominee one. That's gonna be on my Instagram story in a little bit. I saw Zach move. V- yeah, yes. Zach move. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan fast food. Okay. And you're gonna get a hundred bucks just for being winning the audition. I mean, uh, for winning the nomination. Anyone who's nominated gets a hundred bucks. The winner of the whole thing, today's vote gets a thousand, and they're entered automatically into Friday's 10Gs. I'm investing in people, investing in businesses. That's why I call the show The Investors. There's, I always have different guests on, so I got four. Guests on who all invest in real estate. <laughs> Daniel Birmingham said Airbnb property management. Everybody give that a thumbs up. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. That's what we're talking about. Okay. That was the obvious elephant in the room that nobody picked. Did you get that on YouTube? No, I'll get it right now. His name's. What was his name? Daniel Birmingham. $100 plus you're now entered in the finals or the semifinals that we're doing. Okay. I'll come back to this case study for somebody starting out. How did you get started with your own Airbnb and home sharing management company?
3: So I ended up, um, I took your SMMA. I was also running a TV streaming company at the time. I combined those two incomes and I bought my first property in cash for $330,000. Um, and then from there I had only my taxes to pay on it. So I basically pay Four hundred-ish dollars per month, and I'm making roughly three grand a month on that property. You still have it? I still have it. Yeah, Yeah. pictures of it on my phone.
1: Pull up a picture. Let's show people. And it's in. For those of you watching from around the United, around the world, not he's not from the United States. This works outside. One of my top students in the. I have another real estate investor program. First guy to have success was in Sweden. He made, I think, 15000 on his first deal, and he's now making six figures. So this works in Sweden, works in Canada. Basically, it works anywhere where there's home sharing. Talk about the legalities of Not this. North
2: the only place Not North
1: Korea. Not North Korea. And some cities, some cities don't yeah. love
2: this. Let's talk about this, Brian. What's yeah. some cities people don't like? All right, some cities that are not super friendly for home sharing would be like San Francisco, yep. Denver, right here in New York. Yep. Uh, it's still possible. It's just a little harder. Well, there's, there's rules. Like if you're the owner and you're staying in the unit, then you can do home yep. sharing, those kind of things. So, or, but you can always move to the outskirts. Well, there's some limitations, but 92% of cities in the U.S., we just hired a research firm to do this, 92% of cities in the U.S. and towns allow home sharing. So only 8% don't. And of those 8%, only half enforce. Yeah, Only half of them enforced at all. So yep. we're like, not telling you to do it. Yeah. But if you were <laughs> probably you're probably this is probably not a
1: like mortal sin. If you do it. Questions on this. Let's, let's talk about let's talk to Zach and Brad here. So Zach does more traditional real estate investing. What's got you excited right now? And what would you, tell about your first deal, how you went from 5,000, he showed me the tax returns, $5,000 one year, next year, $1. $1, 100, $1.16, $1,100,060. How did that feel, by the way?
4: It uh, felt great. Because <laughs> People don't like, believe you have any emotion. <laughs> Zach actually has emotion. It, I mean, it's my first like flip on a uh, first flip flipping a house. Um, The check came in at like around like $240,000. And actually- How much of that was profit? It was all net. It was all (laughs) net profit. And it was, there was actually a bonus $34,000 in that check because I was reading a book, um, The Art of the Deal. And he was talking about how his developments, he sold um, the condos himself. So he is the listing agent. So I said, Well, I was like, dang, so I really, you know, on the back end, the realtor commissions at 6%, what if I could cut out, you know, 3%, how much would I net saving myself 3%? It came up to 34 grand. So I said, okay, well, how do I get this on the MLS and list it myself? And I found a way to do it and I net an extra 34 grand. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, getting a huge six-figure check like that from going from five, I almost like cried because before that I was just, Making enough money just to pay my bills and just, uh, you know, get food. So when I had a check like that, it was just. And you're married. How'd your wife
1: take it? Was she a lot happier with you?
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there was pressure though because the thing is, not everyone really believes in you at first when you go off. And it took me like two years to actually succeed. So there was a lot of people that were telling me, you know, just quit or you know, why don't you get a real job, um, stuff like that. So it was real difficult because you know she did believe in me, but um, it's it, it was real tough. You know, sometimes when people. Not everyone believes in you and, you know, you just have to see the people that are actually doing it. And that's what gave me the faith to like, keep going. So, and it paid off, it was worth it. And there's so many times I wanted to quit, but, um, you know, looking back, I'm so glad I never quit.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Let's talk Brad first. Or not first, but a deal you did when you were getting started out. Because he's got a real estate agency uh, that actually helps realtors with marketing. But you also got real estate, rental properties, more traditional ones, right? More
0: traditional. So my business partner and I have about 60, um, and then we're adding probably 15 more this year. Are they all down in North Carolina? Yep. Mm -hmm. So are they homes, condos, apartments? Most of them are single family, couple of like duplexes and triplexes. So um, we've got a side uh, of the uh, building side. So we were able to build a lot of our own. um, Oh, nice. So we can kind of work the profit on a couple of different sides. But I think the most kind of creative or what got me really started was, uh, in my own home. So, um, I was working in the marketing side with a, uh, a guy who was in the mortgage industry. And I just started asking him, like, how do you buy foreclosure properties? How do you, you know, I wanted to buy a home cause I knew home ownership, there was a lot of equity you can be made on in it. So, um, I started looking at foreclosure properties. The problem is you got to have cash to buy those foreclosure properties. Yeah. So I went to him and said, all right, how about if we do this? I'm going to find the property. I'm going to do all the work and I'll pay you a grant, uh, $3,000 to hold it for a day. So I went to the courthouse steps, bought it and used his money. And then the very next day did a traditional close on a hundred percent, uh, USDA loan. So I was able to buy a, I think I paid like $70,000 for that property, a hundred percent, Financing, and then ended up selling for a little under 140. So that was kind of my first
1: deal. So how much like, did you make on that first deal?
0: <laughs> um, I mean, probably at the end, probably about because I had some money in it, about forty or fifty thousand. Nice. And I mean, from there, it was like, how did that feel? Oh, it was it was great. Make your own
1: forty grand. <laughs> make your own money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Questions here. I need to create a SpaceX for somebody. So, Okay, so a little practical advice from investors. Don't try to have your first business be one that Elon Musk is doing. <laughs> Remember, Elon Musk's first business was not SpaceX. It was not SolarCity. It was not Tesla. He started, even before PayPal, he had another company. I forget what it was, but... Mark Cuban, I know, you know, Mark Cuban told me he started out in just door-to-door sales, and then he built a company, a computer company, and then he then built his online radio company, and now he owns, you know, Dallas Mavericks and Shark Tank and all that. So there's a, don't go too, I see comments sometimes, and I'm like, whoa, people are going a little bit, don't get ahead of yourself. And one of the things I tell people with this home sharing thing, one of the best things to start with is either the place you live in now, if you own it or you have the lease, if you have a lease, you need to talk to the landlord. But a lot of times, you can talk them into it. You know, just say, "Hey, I'm gonna. I've got some extra rooms. Do you care?" And if you have some persuasion skills, you could. You can always tell them. You know, the good news. Right there. Show this here.
2: That's my room. Right. That's the room you rented out in your first place. In my first place, yeah, a little room, pretty ugly. I furnished it myself and decorated myself. And that place paid for your rent plus a little profit left over. Yeah, all the utility, everything. My cell phone bill, I'd, every every dime I made at work went in my pocket at that point. Yep. And so then I was like, how do I expand?
1: What's, what's your biggest expense in life? Almost always, your biggest fixed expense is okay. going to be housing. If you look in the United States, like for example, loans banks look for and expect people to be putting 20 to 30% of their gross income, Mm -hmm. that's a lot, because that's gross. You got taxes, so you make five grand, banks are expecting you to possibly be doing, you know, one to $2,000 a month. (laughs) And so, um, if you can get it free, that's a badass way to start this thing, you know? So, um, okay. Uh, by the way, we're going to be putting up here, I don't know, see if it's ready, Rick, ask Ben and them if it's ready. We're, th- this whole podcast is kind of free training. We've, we're, do, we're starting a private test group, just like I did for social media marketing two years ago, just like I did for e-com, you know, like I did with 67 Steps in 2014. Now I've got a new test group for you guys in 2019. So it's a paid test group, but we're giving you a whole bunch of free stuff because I don't want you to feel like we're just getting you on here to sell. But this is like my podcast, so we're going to put a little ad here in a second once the link's ready. Okay. Uh, Somebody's giving me the answer on Elon Musk. Our Pollard Realtor on Twitter said that Elon Musk made 22 million in his first business selling it. Then he put that all into PayPal, and then he sold PayPal, and his profit was about 100 million. Then he put all that. I actually was I've I've had some interesting talks with Elon Musk. He goes to a lot. He likes to go to Hollywood events. So I've I've talked with him three or four times, and believe it or not, I actually I don't know if I told you this, Josh. I went to the. I went with Dolph Lundgren to the Hail Caesar to the Hail Caesar movie premiere, the Coen Brothers. Anyway, you guys know who Dolph Lundgren is. He he's in the new Creed too, and he's also an Aquaman, which yeah. did a billion dollars. <laughs> so I've gotten to know Dolph Lundgren. He actually punched me once in the ribs and <laughs> wrote fra- kind of slightly fractured my rib. He's like, let's play a game. We were training. He's like, oh, "Oh, you hit me first, and then I'll hit you. And he has huge hands. He got a big ass, like a brick cow. You know, they say like Roberto Duran had manos, what were they, manos, de- hands of stone. Uh-huh. Anyway, he punched me in the stomach and I had a slight hairline fracture in my rib, uh, so I was at anyway. I was at this with uh, Dolph Lundgren. We're at the movie premiere, and he's sitting. We get our seats. I go get some popcorn. I come back, and I'm like, "We're sitting next to Elon Musk." So I go to Dolph. I'm like, "Because it was it was like Elon, it was Elon and Dolph." I go, "You're sitting next." To Elon Musk, he had no idea who that was. <laughs> He's just chatting with him like it's nobody. We went to the World Series. I took my number one three hundred student, this guy named Dan. I was talking about it earlier. He was in prison, twenty fourteen, in a twelve by twenty cell. The last year, he made twenty five million dollars net. He's in three of my programs. He's my number one success story monetarily. If you look at dollar amount. Anyway, so I took him to the World Series. He's a big baseball guy. Of course. L.A. didn't do well, but we're sitting there. I was an hour late. I don't like baseball that much. People would kill me. We had badass seats. I got there like the sixth inning. So I go sit and here's Dan talking to somebody. They're talking back and forth for hours before I got there. I found out, and it's you know it's the founder of Uber, the Travis guy who's worth forty two billion. So I'm like, damn, that's the, the Uber guy, He's like, huh? huh? Anyway, a great way to network with billionaires is not know who they are, because then you act normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you want a little networking tip? A lot of people go and start networking and they get like very like nervous. Don't get nervous. Pretend you don't know what they who they are. They used to say, pretend that you're looking at them naked. Although that that kind of makes me more nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still talking to Elon Musk naked. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Mr. Solo Dolo on Twitter says. I'm talking about his place, I presume. He wants to post on Airbnb. Let's talk about how to do a home-sharing ad, whether it be on VRBO, whether it be on your own website, if you want to have that, or Airbnb. How do you
2: like to craft? What do you say?
1: Yo, I need money. Come stay in a room.
2: (laughs) Don't be a psycho. He's he's probably got some good things to say on how to rank high on Airbnb, but uh, what you say is not as important as the photos. Yes. Because when people use the site on Airbnb, they're scrolling through like pages and pages of amazing places and they're going to click on one or two or three of them and see which one they want to book. So your photo has to make them stop. Okay. And stop scrolling and say, yeah, I got to look at that. Put a picture of a naked person (laughs) on the bed. You ever see
1: that one? I'm talking about, this is my investor show, but um, Ollie G did an investor show years ago. You ever seen that one where he tried to, he tried to punk Donald Trump, but he went to these VC investors and wanted to invest in his idea the ice cream glove. You ever seen that? He's like, it, it prevents, no, no. It, when you're eating ice cream, oh. if it drips, it catches on the, it had a lip on it. Anyway, he's talking to this woman VC and she goes, but how are you going to market it? He goes, with the most powerful image known to man. And he flips up a flip chart and it's a naked woman <laughs> on a horse, a drawing. He goes, with the ice cream glove on. <laughs> so you could have, so you don't use a, that for Airbnb, you right? You
2: a picture of Elon Musk naked <laughs> or a w- on your profile. <laughs> So real
1: quick, I'm here on my farm in Virginia. I own a farm, I got horses, cows. Got 12 horses, a couple hundred cows here. And uh, it's funny, it's a big farm. I'm walking through it now. You might hear the wind. I'm walking through the middle of a field, going to check on something. And uh, it's this teeny little town that I live in. And there's only one landmark. That's a post office, a US post office, which is funny because one of my show sponsors is stamps.com, which is basically the most convenient way that you can print stamps. So you can print off postage, it hooks up to you know, you just use your computer. If you live in the city or you live in the middle of nowhere, unless you, you're lucky like me to have one uh, post office on the corner of my property, if you're shipping as an entrepreneur, Maybe you're drop shipping stuff. Maybe you're sending out invoices. Almost everybody still should use the U.S. post office for certain things. And uh, it's not that convenient to go to the post office, especially if you live in a city. Um, So Sam's.com, my sponsor, makes it easy. Plus, they give you discounts you can't get anywhere else, which is hard to beat. So um, plus, they're giving me a special deal. Reduced cost on first-class stamps and other postage. So um, if you're not using post the post office, so if you're not using the post office or you already are, both group of entrepreneurs should be using stamps.com. You will, the U.S. Post Office is a great way for certain things. I use it for sure for some of my businesses, whether you're sending out invoices, like I said, drop shipping stuff. There's a time and place for it. Um, and so, yeah, right now, my listeners can get a special discount. So, you're gonna be getting five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Okay, so you can use your computer, your print official US postage 24 7, any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you wanna send it. Once your mail's ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox, okay? It's a no brainer. 700,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. So right now, my listeners, all you got to do to get the special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment is go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in my name, Ty. That's stamps.com. Type in my name, Ty. Use it. You need all the tools. Uh, that you can pull out, you know, pull out of your sleeve to be successful in the modern world, whether it's reducing costs for shipping, whether it's getting things, you know, there in a rush priority, and you need to be able to do it from your laptop, from your computer, and not have to drive to a post office. So I'm back to the farm. I'm about to be here where the horses were. Stamps.com, use my name, T A I.
5: Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Yeah, so a picture has to make them stop, okay? Cuz cuz when people look at Airbnb, they don't look at every single listing. They're or on Vrbo, they're scrolling really fast. They're trying to pick something that looks good to them. So that cover photo has to be really excellent. Make them click. iPhone good enough to shoot with no, iPhone? No. I mean, okay. yeah, I mean if you if you know how to do photography, but I recommend you hire a professional photographer to yeah, come okay. in. Light it up properly like we're, we're lit here. Yep. Yeah. Just like the just like hotels do. When you see a hotel room on Travelocity or whatever, it's it's professionally lit. And the better you can make it look, you're you're basically competing with amateurs. Everybody on home sharing sites is amateurs. So if you can make your photos look amazing, even if your listing's not amazing, you'll get more bookings.
3: You can hire a professional too, right? You can hire it used a Free now, it's about I think
2: it's 150. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, you can hire a festival And that's a good investment, 150 bucks. Oh yeah, whatever. Because you can make that in one one night, one more it's like Netflix or Same analogy or just Google how to do photos. It's yeah.
1: not that hard. Take a photo class. Airbnb <laughs> actually
2: offers it in the app too. Yeah, Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah, I can take a while to get your photos done, but uh, mm. photos are extremely important.
1: Lisa said, "Great advice, Ty." Well, it's actually, I can't take credit. It's their advice, but I will pass it on to them. Great advice, <laughs> the great advice, time. greatest advice. Okay. People are still submitting ideas.
3: A Halal McDonald's. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. I do well. Halal yeah, or a idea for oh, Middle East? There's Turo. So instead of Airbnb, we can start getting cars instead of homes because it's a share, yeah. sharing app. Turo is like that. Yeah, start paying these cars off. Yep. Start with one, then two, same idea, and you scale that way. We can do it with Turo.
1: Yeah, for those of you who haven't heard, Turo is an app, and I'm, there'll be a competitor to them, but I don't know who the competitor is now. But Turo, you can go into any city. Instead of renting a car from Budget or Avis, you rent it directly from a person. So it's car sharing. We were talking today primarily about home sharing, but it's good. This new sharing economy is going to change the world. Mm-hmm. The largest mm-hmm. taxi service in the world owns no cars, Uber. Yep. The largest hotel service in the world owns no buildings, Airbnb. You know, so this is the future. The largest journalistic and magazine and media company has no reporters, Facebook. Oh. You let people. So this is a future that each of you should get into. Those of you, is the link ready? Um, yeah. Did they say, okay, bring a little whiteboard around. I'm going to, for those of you who are enjoying, I'm going to take a little commercial break for a second. It's not really a commercial, but I launched the first test group in 2014 for my 67 steps. I launched my second test group uh, in, I think it was... Uh, It was 2016, I launched, well, no, 2015, I launched my accelerator business program. It was a test group. 2016, I launched social media marketing agency, SMMA. Three of the people here who have gone from rags to riches were in SMMA. My top 300 student who made 25 million bucks last year doing lots of stuff, but he started with an SMMA out of prison. then I launched the e-commerce in 2017, right? So now 2019, fast forward, I'm giving you a chance. If you want to get in to the private test group, we're giving, we're doing a couple hours of free training, but if you want to have step-by-step training, okay? Right now we have over 10 hours of training and we're, by the time it's all done in about a month, we're still building it, there'll be about 40 or 50 hours of training, so. I recommend you get in early in these test groups. I know that sounds self-serving, but let me just tell you a true story about my test groups. I'm good at finding new angles that actually legitimately make money. I started at 19. I've been doing this a while. I started a food business with my first mentor, Joel Salton, profitable when I was 19. I've built many businesses since then. Sometimes people think I just do social media. It's not true. I didn't do social media until 2014, really. Um, but now when I launch these, a whole bunch of people are going to get in this program. And the more people will get in, it becomes more and more saturated. The first person who got in on day one of my social media marketing agency, Jaden Gross, I've, been, I've shot a few videos on it. He did, never had a bank account before, 21, living in in his parents' basement, or his dad's basement in Chicago. First month, he came to me, emailed me, I don't know what to do with this check. He got a $30,000 check from his first customer. They paid a year, full year. Uh He made one, one, I think, one million gross and netted $400,000 his first year. Second year, I think last year, he told me he was gonna do six million. I'm not sure what he's doing now. He's 22 or 23. That's, he got in early. When he got in, anybody you talk to, now I've trained over 30,000 people to launch their own social media marketing agency. So now I'm training people how to do an HSMC, home sharing management company. I recommend be the first person to get in this. Seriously. I know it sounds like I'm trying to sell you, but whatever. Everybody's trying to sell you everything. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg is trying to sell you that to scroll through Instagram. (laughs) And Jeff Bezos is trying to sell you to use Amazon to buy everything instead of going to a store. Ain't nothing wrong with selling people's stuff. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk is trying to sell you to use an electric car versus a gas powered car. The only bad thing about selling is if you're selling crap. This isn't crap. This is being taught by people who have actually made money doing it. Okay. So if you want to get in, let's put the, can you write the link on there? We put the link in YouTube live. I'm going to read the name. I'm going to frame the name of the first person who gets in HSMC. Oh, sure I've never, uh, this is literally live and this is a new <laughs> history is being made on day one. It was in September of 2016. Jaden got in social media marketing and he's I don't know what his numbers are this year. I don't know if he actually hit $6 million, But trust me, when you net $400,000, you know you're in the 99.999 of the United States, which puts you in the ninety-nine point nine 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 nine. And he was only 21. He sent me a picture of his new house. He got a house in Denver, Colorado, 6,000-square-foot house. Sure. My first student that, here's something crazy. You know how you meet a kid that wasn't yours? You know that happens to people, like the kid's 30 and he's like, oh, that's my
3: dad. Uh.
1: A year ago, my brother goes, hey, I met this guy, Dan, at some event. He goes, he's been in your program since he was in prison in 2014. So I was like, oh, introduce us. Little did I know, this dude did $25 million net after two years of being in my training programs. That's so, anyway. This is the link right here, HSMC, uh HSMC Live. Or you can click the link on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. If you're listening to this later... Tylopez.com slash HSMC live. That stands for Home Sharing Marketing uh, Management Company. I'm going to teach you how to build a home sharing management company. Those of you in my SMMA, this is the perfect complimentary business. Get into real estate, man. I've been in real estate since 2006 as a part-time investor. Don't even make it your full-time thing. It's your full-time thing, but it doesn't have to be. Grant Cardone is his full-time thing. You know, a friend Side of mine. Hustle. For me, I like doing online businesses, but every millionaire and billionaire I've ever met, well in fact, when I was Mark Cuban was over at the house, I was talking to him. He buys real estate, multi-billionaire. If you go down to, I have a friend an older mentor who won't come on any of these streams. I've never gotten him. He's like 70. He's like, I don't like this newfangled thing. (laughs) He did a REIT roll-up to do a REIT roll-up, you have to have a, over a billion dollars in equity. Uh, yeah, he made billions. And um, so I've seen millionaires who are, did it in e-commerce. They all have real estate. Jeff Bezos has real, Bill, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, everybody. So if you want to get in this training, it's a three-month training program. We're going to have a certification. I'm sorry, four-month training program certification, just like my social media marketing test group, except this is a home sharing using Airbnb to get in real estate. You start with your own house if you want to. You start with your grandma's house. You Start your mom's house. You start renting rooms out. You take a cut of other pe- Other people can own the real estate. Then you can take the profits and buy the place. Tell them about the, the one what you guys are doing out there Was you were telling me that you're using then and you're going to pay off the properties.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So what we're doing now is- Listen
1: to this. It's crazy.
2: You can use other people's properties, which is one way to do it. Just controlling the property through a lease. Uh, But you can also acquire properties. What we're doing is we're buying the the most dirt cheap property you can possibly find because the ROI is so- so. so You're buying it for like what? 50 or 70 grand? So I'm buying it for 40 grand, 45 grand, putting 30 into it so we got 75 in it. But that property will make me about 30 to 36K per year. So which means I'll pay it off in two to three years. Let me stop. two to three years, have a free house. You know, most people have a 30 year mortgage on their house.
1: Most people pay 30 years to pay off their home. And you pay with interest to the bank, you pay almost double. Mm -hmm. You buy a $300,000 house with a bank loan 30 years, you're gonna pay about 600 Gs. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's saying he's got a way to buy cheap homes, 70 grand, if you know the home sharing management company system that we're teaching, Mm -hmm.
2: You're paying it off. Pay it, Make- it off in two to three years. Only charging ninety-seven dollars a night, by the way, for the whole house. Yep. So that's because it's you know cheap neighborhood. So cheap house, pay it off in two to three years, create an in- income stream for life. Yep. And then do that every couple of years, or go get a bunch of them, and pay them off immediately.
1: Nothing better, because then you own the property forever. As long as you pay the the yeah. insurance and the taxes, you now have something to generate you ninety-seven bucks. Yeah. A night, is that for one room or for the whole house? For the whole house. Because it's a I cheap mean, house. That's
2: conservative. We might charge more than that, but that's the one we're re- renovating right so now. So one have. property could be making you one to 3000 a month net. Net, yes,
1: for life. So you get 10 properties. That's <clears throat> yeah. ten to $30,000. Now, you're not going to do this yeah. overnight. This isn't yeah. a get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah. Some of you are too impatient. But you can start. How long did it take you to start? What were you doing before? Brad, before you got your first check at the courthouse, how much money were you making?
0: I was working, I was uh, just, I was actually, I think, still in college when I did that. I was just about to graduate and um, was just about to get a job working as a multimedia coordinator at a church and did that for probably about six months. And I had my side hustle, the marketing company. And quickly after that, I was like, wait a second, I'm making more money on my side hustle than I was at my job. So I quit my job and started to kind of focus on the the marketing and then that kind of was the catalyst to get me into real estate.
1: Yep. That's why I said those of you in the SMMA. All right, let me see who's the first person to get in HSMC. So you just go to tylopez.com slash HSMC live. All right, that's the link to get in. Or if you're on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. On Instagram, we pinned the URL. There, you wanna go there. Let me pull up. I got a little app now. I built my own app to see my own sales. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Oh man, I think I already missed the first person. Okay, I'm gonna scroll back. All right, I see the first person is right here. We just announced it. Let me just make sure there was no one before him. It looks like it's Felipe Bruno. Felipe. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, no, it is, it is, it is. Felipe is first. Yeah. Then Carhon, Lockwa, David Marmon, Brian. Okay, so I'm gonna. Felipe Bruno? <laughs> yep, Felipe Bruno was the first person at 2.45 p.m. 2.45 p.m. got in welcome. No, 244 on Twitter Live. On Twitter Live, right there, you can see it. That's right. Quran Lakwa was number two at 245. David Marmon was 246. I love it. <laughs> well, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little plaque. Can Hey, make sure we get a little plaque for Felipe Bruno. Make sure we get him for all my... We got to find out who's the first person in my 67 steps. <laughs> that was the July 2014. Then SMMA was September 2016. I don't know if Jaden was first. He was in the first day. But I'm not sure who was actual first person, you know? Okay. I see a little bug on my app I want to fix right now. I want to add the location because then I know where you guys live. Okay. Youssef said, can you do this from your garage? Yes. <laughs> you can. Hey, you know what you do? Home sharing, set up a little bedroom in your garage, sleep in your garage, rent out your main house. Look, think about this. One week, one week, live in your garage, make enough money to pay your rent. And in three
2: weeks, the other three weeks, you get the whole place. Or no, I got one better. Yeah, uh, Airbnb your house, go on vacation. There you go. go the live at your girlfriend's. <laughs> yeah,
1: live at your parents' or your boyfriend's. <laughs> Not trying to discriminate. Okay. Somebody says, does Oprah do this? No. (laughs) No, I don't think a lot of billionaires are going to be in the HSMC program. (laughs) But you're watching this because you ain't in the HSMC. All right, let's do some more free training because I'm not here just to sell you. I want to open up the test groups because I have great results, four-month test group. Tylopez.com slash HSMC live. Okay, let's go into some more training. There's four phases of any business. I've always found you can break down any business into four phases. So phase one of HSMC, we're gonna just we're just kind of brainstorming. To me, is getting your first home sharing deal done. Whether it's in your own house, you remember you can also do this for your parents. You can do this for a friend who has. So you always got a friend that has a big house. Yeah, a lot of friends. You might have got a big house and they can't quite pay the mortgage and say, dude, I can bring you an extra thousand bucks a month. We'll split it. What do you think's the best split if you do someone else's house?
2: you're doing all the work and you're you're approaching somebody that's not already doing it, half 50-50 is fine.
1: So let's take a house. Let's say you got a friend who's got a house in the suburbs, three bedrooms, something like that. What's a realistic amount you would gross and net from that house?
2: It totally depends on what market you're in. I mean you can make a few hundred bucks. Let's say bucks, Chicago. Let's say Chicago. We'll oh, pick up a-, a couple thousand dollars on just one room totally. in Chicago. Yep. I mean, because I was doing a room and making 2,500 to three thousand in Charleston, South Carolina. Yep. So yeah, a couple thousand dollars on a room. Let's right say
1: you're room. watching this and you wanna move out of where you live now because it sucks. This is the key. You go get a place. Now, What's in, there's an important here. When you get a place, you need to have the rights to sublease it. You do. Yeah. Let's talk about that so that we don't want you to have any pitfalls here because if you sign a lease that set, because
3: let's talk about your pitfall. You made this mistake. I made this huge mistake. <laughs> and it costs you money. It cost me How much grand. do you think it cost you in that mistake? Well, it actually cost me five grand. They sent me a $5,000 fine for uh, infringing on their bylaws within the condominium because I signed a lease Agreeing with the owner, they said subleasing is fine. We didn't read the terms and conditions on the bylaws for the condominium. And it clearly states no subletting specifically on Airbnb. So I ended up paying out the fine. The owner and I made an agreement. Now the owner has it under her name, which essentially the Airbnb is now leased. And I manage it for 25%.
1: So you can just, that's why I said you set up the management company. There's a lot of money in services. Services require the least amount of money down. I was reading an old article by my mentor, Alan Nation. When you don't have money, start with service. You can't build, you can't manufacture until you have some cash. So all those ideas that made Elon Musk money, like Tesla, that's manufacturing. You need some cash. He had $100 million to start. So, by the way, those of you in the program saying, why am I paying money for this? You're paying money so you don't make $5,000 mistakes. Exactly. It's going <laughs> to save you a lot of money. So you worked at, so what do you look for in the lease? What does it need to say? Do you write your own lease and make sure it says... I allow Brian to sublease it. Sub-leaf the,
2: okay. You keep it real simple. So you take a standard lease and you add a one page on the back. It's called an addendum. Yep. That addendum just says Brian is not going to live in the property. You get the owner gives Brian permission to have short term guests in the property. Yep. I always get it in writing. I never do a deal where it's not in writing yes. exactly what I'm going to do. Don't do things in in handshake do people. Yeah. Every bad deal
1: I've ever done was where I verbally did it. People will just outright lie. I never said that. Yeah. Like you can't believe. You, second best thing. Is if you want, I'm gonna give you a little ninja advice. When you have this lady or man yeah. signing it, be like, "Hey, I like to video all my deals. Get their permission. Turn the camera on while they sign it. Yeah. So if they ever take you to court and go, "I didn't sign that. I was I was drunk or under yeah. duress," or you'd be like, "Let's let's, let's watch this other. video." I had a friend who made about 200 million dollars. He was married to somebody short term. <laughs> she signed a prenup. And then they went to court when they got divorced later, and she said, "I didn't sign that, and if I did, I was under stress, and he was forcing me to sign it." And he goes, "Remember, we videoed it. He turned it on in the courtroom, and she was laughing, telling <laughs> jokes.
2: She didn't win. So, well, some people turn a video around. camera. On. Some people sneak around to do this. Yes, but you'd be surprised. You you can tell the owner exactly what you want to do, and owners will agree to it yep. if you pitch it the right way. Yeah, don't be afraid yeah. to be honest. You'll be
1: honest. you'll lose the a couple deals, but you're only losing deals that are going to be nightmares in the long run. Yeah. And we train on that in this course. Yep. In depth. Now, Brad, you've got 60 properties. You're not just doing Airbnb and things. You own a lot of these, right? Mm -hmm. What do you look for as a landlord to approve somebody? Do you look, should, how should people dress? How should they talk? Do you meet them in person? Should they have a little resume cover sheet? Like, is there anything you as a landlord look for at? the tenants? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've got, um, we have a property management company that handles a lot of that for us, but you know, the, the nice thing is there are all kinds of services out there that, pretty much automate a lot of that for you. I mean, and it's especially nowadays, and it's not expensive where within moments you can see credit report and, and they can do that, you know, that entire thing online. Um, but I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, you, you're you going to notice how somebody dresses yeah. and and look at things like their credit
1: report and, and all that to, to make sure they're a, a viable tenant. If you have bad credit, when you go to people, don't be afraid to just say, hey, I had a little rough run with credit. Tell people because people have sympathy when you're up front with them. When it looks like you're hiding stuff yeah. and lying, that's when you're going to get in big trouble. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, all I want to do
0: is make sure that that I minimize my risk. Okay. Yeah. So if someone's going to be shady about it and everything, for sure, if someone's going to like, I just want to make money off the deal. Yeah. And if I feel confident that they're going to be a good, tenant then like there was one that um, she uh, lady who's staying at one of my homes um, she had kind of a, a rough go at it and I gave her her first month free and okay. so but so she
1: didn't have perfect credit yeah, and she didn't have and,
0: and so it it worked out and the great thing is like she was super loyal and thankful and yeah. and I think she's gonna be a great long-term tenant you know because of that so
1: um yeah I mean that's It's not always black and white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk, Zach. Zach likes to buy and flip in various uh, various strategies that are separate from HSMC. With the Home Sharing Management Company, what would you were talking about? How you can buy low low value properties, Mm -hmm. forty to fifty thousand fix them up a little bit. So here's a strategy for those of you who are a little more advanced watching this. How do you, what do you like to fix up when you do a fix and flip, Zach?
4: Uh, typically, I'm buying like hoarder houses or we call them, you know, collectors of items, you know, yeah. a much nicer word. But usually, Twitter homes, like when you go, like on my Twitter
1: Insta- homes? Hoarder. Oh, hoarder. hoarder. <laughs> yeah. I thought he said Twitter homes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we
4: turn them into like Twitter homes because the people who move in probably work at Twitter because I'm in Silicon Valley. But yeah, hoarder homes, so like pretty much homes that you go and you could hardly even walk through. Like the last house I bought in Sunnyvale, I like literally like 75% of the homes I buy, I haven't been in at least one house inside. I have one room inside the house because when we go to open the door, it's just so full of stuff that... All I do is just like stick my phone and my camera in there and record it because there's stuff like. So that's
1: your ideal property, a hoarder home. Yeah. Because they haven't destroyed it, but they're obviously what?
4: It's just so full of stuff and outdated that they feel like, uh, you know, it's going to cost a million bucks to fix this thing up. Mm. So plus,
1: when they go to show it to other people, no one wants to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. You want to buy from unsophisticated sellers, by the way. So if you go into a place and it's perfectly staged and they're like, we own 600. Houses and this is one of them, you're not gonna make a good deal with that person. Mm-hmm. But if you go into one and it's a hoarder, they can't even get a realtor to bring somebody in. It's such a junky place. And by the way, you can find a hoarder home and if they need money, you can also here's an idea, and I don't we haven't talked about this. You go to people who are home is gonna be foreclosed. Oh, yeah. And you say, Why is your home gonna be foreclosed? Oh, I'm you short. A thousand, two thousand bucks every month. It might be a nice house. Mm-hmm. You can present to them, hey, I have my own HSMC, my own home-sharing management company. I'll bring people to your property mm-hmm. and we'll split the money 50-50. And if we do it right... We'll make you an extra two or three grand a month. You've got a high-end property in Scottsdale that nets you one hundred fifty thousand. So if you were splitting that, that's seventy five thousand a year, six grand a month. You could
2: give them. You could keep people out of out of foreclosure. Totally, you'd be surprised how many people won't do it for themselves. They just won't do it, and they have this house sitting there. They got a second home. They got a yep. vacation home. And you can approach them and say, "Let me let me list that thing." This is a gold mine. This is a free podcast,
1: my free show, my investor show, and. If you listen to one-tenth of what we're talking about and put this in action, you're going to be my next success story, just like I've had in every one of my uh, test groups. Let's talk about marketing properties because this is something all of you have skill in. Yeah. How do you rank on Airbnb? Now, listen closely because this is ninja stuff we're about to give <laughs> you. How do you rank on
3: Airbnb so that your property shows up? Because you can't do regular SEO optimization stuff. You can't. Um, I mean, we have both organic, which means you're not paying for your ranking to go up. So if you're not familiar with SEO, it's just search engine optimization. If we look at Google and we look something up, you're going to understand that you have certain websites that show up on page one. You're never looking at page two. The same fundamentals go for Airbnb. So there's little things like you can... uh, like Brian was saying, disruptive pattern behavior. If you have a really good picture, when you're going through Netflix, if I use that as an analogy, you can see that certain titles, even if it's a good movie, if the cover doesn't look good, you're typically not clicking on it. And it's the same thing with Airbnbs. They're not going to read the reviews, which also is a a main selling point. Airbnb, uh, just like Instagram as well, likes to focus on giving people um, credibility when you're using their platform more. If they notice you're getting more bookings, um, they're going to also reward you with that. If you respond to your reviews and say thank you, for staying, I'll give you twenty percent off your next day if you're ever in town again. That's also something that they're going to be brownie points for. So then, when you start to grow your Airbnb, you can start focusing on let's let's just say you have ten plus properties. Maybe they're smaller properties. Maybe you have a big property like you're saying, Brian, a luxury mansion apartment or a massive home. You can essentially build a separate website, and this separate website you can install Facebook pixels, you can run Google Analytics, Google AdWords on it, and you can retarget anybody who's visited that website using Facebook ads to target anybody that's coming to your city to visit or big sporting events or big events that's happening in your city. So having the separate website, since you know Airbnb has your listing on there, you can't install any of these Pixels. You can't do any advanced things, and a Pixel just allows you to track all the data that if you throw a Facebook ad up, maybe you run three to $5 a day, super cheap, um, you're gonna get people's attention that are coming to your city for big events. It's a great way to fill the occupancy rate and boost up your SEO ranking.
1: Yeah, it's good. And nowadays it's so easy to build what software do you use to build a website? Do you use WordPress? I do WordPress. Do use, yeah, yeah. So you can make a WordPress installation. It's basically you can do basic stuff. Wix. You do yeah. Super easy. Yeah, Wix. You can do Squarespace, all yeah. that stuff.
0: One thing you could do is um, if you know a conference like build you were talking about this earlier, it's all about networking. So if you build a relationship with, you know, someone who's who's got a conference or a big event that's coming in, and you can get the email addresses of the attendees there. Mm-hmm. You can then take that into Facebook, upload that is a custom audience yep. and target based off of that. It's mm-hmm. so, because you know those people are
1: going to be going into that conference. and, and You made Zach's expression change. Yeah. That means that was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> I'm like, wow, no, that's a good idea. <laughs> especially you go into places like Silicon Valley. That's what I first started hearing about Airbnb and home sharing. In fact, the guys who started Airbnb, here's a we forgot to tell the story. Have you read the story Brian. of the founding of Airbnb? Yeah. It's because they live in Silicon Valley and I think they were in San Fran. Yes. And they rented their own place
2: out. There's some airbeds in a room and called an it Yeah.
1: Record. So by the way, <laughs> this is not an Airbnb-only strategy. But if you want to know, will this work, Ty? Um, Airbnb's founders did this to become billionaires. Yeah. Don't forget that. Jeez. So if anybody goes, oh, this sounds like a scam. I'm like, have you ever heard of Airbnb? Airbnb, I think, is bigger than Hilton Hotel. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like... Percent. The it's top a,
2: five hotels combined,
1: Yep. bigger than all of them. And it started with home sharing. So if you're not taking advantage of this test group, mm-hmm. you, one day I'm going to meet some of you and you're going to be like, Ty, things didn't work out for me. And I'll be like, did you remember when I did this live stream? No, seriously, I don't like to gloat. I don't say it from a place of like, ha I'm just more like, Hey, everybody complains nowadays, but when you give people a chance, people go, Oh, I don't, you know, I'm afraid to do it. Don't be afraid be afraid of only one thing in life, and that is living a crappy life. That should be your, when you wake up in the middle of the night, it should not be like, oh, I launched a business. Will I be able to pay my bills this month? It should be, am I gonna live a good life or a crappy life? And most people wake up thinking they have financial security and then economy changes, jobs, gone. And then you got nothing. When you you go through the traditional system, which is high school, Maybe college, maybe graduate degree. What you basically come out with is a hyper focused skill set, right? Let's say you get a degree in, I don't know, accounting. That's great. You go, you're an accountant. So you, you can make money if the economy is looking for more accountants, if you don't burn out in that field, we're teaching you a skill that's so broad-based that let's just say you get sick of what you're doing now. You get sick of where you live. You could go move to Sweden and do this in Sweden. Mm -hmm. You could. Home sharing is in how many, how many countries is Airbnb and, and VRBO in now? 191 countries for Airbnb. <laughs> so you want to travel the world or you just want to move out of your little town or, or maybe you live in a crappy
2: area or maybe you still live at home. We are giving this to you free right now. <laughs> you know, one of my students did, I kind of throw this in there. Yep. He, he found a, a Airstream tra- trailer, you know, one of those chrome trailers sitting in somebody's driveway. He yep. said, how much would it cost to rent that? They said 200 bucks. Turn around, put on Airbnb. Is making about twenty five hundred to three grand on it. So that doesn't even own it. Yep. It's someone else's. Yeah, trailer.
1: you find all these old people that got
2: these these Winnebagos yeah.
1: <laughs> and say, because if you go on Airbnb now, they're like unconventional tents. Oh, yeah. I saw yurts. one. If you want yurts, yurts. <laughs> <laughs> school buses. I You're saw one. one a yurt yurt school bus. Yeah, yeah uh,
2: yurt, yurt is like. Yeah, yeah, I was in New York a few years ago. I saw just a lot. People
1: have just the lot. <laughs> tets, your tets. Or, like, you can park your, park your tent. Yeah, hey, park you got, or, so here, the boats are big down Remember, you don't have to own the lot. Listen to what I'm saying. You find somebody who has a lot and you say, Can I put this up for tents? I'll split the money. I'll do the marketing. I'll manage the people. I'll show up and make sure they don't destroy the place. In exchange, you get a contract. Make sure you get a contract. We've been recording on how to form your own LLC, by the way. We're talking on that. Very important pro tip. If you already have your own company or you don't have a company, don't use the existing company and don't use your own personal name. Ooh. Because if someone ever fall you have a home sharing management company like we're training you, somebody comes rent a room or puts up a tent in a lot, trips and falls, you want that lawsuit against your LLC, not against you. And as long as you set up your LLC or your, you can use a corporation too. As long as you've set it up correctly you'll have some protection. Not 100% protection. If you do something fraudulent or something stupid, like, I don't know, you put marbles outside the tent so when they walk out as a prank and they flip and fall, you may not be protected, but assuming you're not a moron. (laughs) Prostitutes. yeah, Yeah, don't do Uber for prostitutes. That was one of the things. Harold said, this is awesome. Many people learn to you, Ty, or from me. I think this is it. By the way, I get a lot of people in other countries like Brazil, India, places like this still will work because tourists are coming into those places. Someone
4: even messaged me on Instagram from Mexico and he's like, I'm doing this in Mexico and um, I want to, and I want to, let me know when the program's available because I want to do this in the U.S. too.
2: Yeah. Uh, Uh, I I was rafting in Costa Rica and the raft guy who spoke almost no English was translating to me and he said, my home is right here on the river. I'm thinking about doing Airbnb. And I was like, how much do you pay in rent? And he's like, I don't know, $180 a month. I was like, I'm a gringo. I'd pay 75 a night to stay there." He was like, really? So yeah, he was gonna do Airbnb down there. The only thing, only people gonna lose from this whole system as this grows and we build this
1: whole movement is Hilton Hotels, Marriott, but forget them. No one cares about corporations anymore.
5: Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.